Welcome to the Hoopologist Podcast. My name is Safe Basaria. I almost I'm K- on that, sure by the way. I'm Kay Sharanya. I'm Shabon Samani. And I'm Asalani. I swear I was about to say the Waterboy. Case, I'm looking at the picture behind you and I'm like, yes, I know what to say. And yet I'm going to say the wrong thing. Anyway, listener, if you haven't noticed, we changed the name from the Waterboy and Equipment Manager podcast to now the Hoopologist podcast, which I hope you like better, listener. And I hope that you're more able to find us wherever you look for us. That, that's the whole point. It's so that we're just it's at Hoopologist yes. on all socials. Yes, on all socials. It's at Hoopologist. Very easy to find. Um, if you don't know how to spell it, I don't know what to tell you. It's very, it's not very difficult at this point. I've, I think we've made it as easy for you as, as possible at this point. Anyway, listener, this week we're doing the playoff preview. That's that's what we're here to do. This is the most exciting part of the NBA season, um, besides when the Lakers win an NBA championship, which is longer than I thought. No, I'm kidding. Fuck you guys. Anyway, going into next it. Next year, baby. Yeah, next year's our year. Look, I got a shirt that says 2020. That is this decade. I am a happy man. Very few people can say that. Okay. It's us in Milwaukee, and that's it. So jumping into it, listener, what you're hopefully you're hearing us prior to the play-in games, but we actually don't know the results of the play-in games just yet. So we're gonna kind of wing it on the play-in games and and kind of decide what we're gonna do here. What I'm interested in doing is we're going to go start with the Eastern Conference. So the playing game is 7 and 8, which is Brooklyn and Cleveland, and then 9 and 10, which is Atlanta and Charlotte. Uh, whoever wins that 7 and 8 matchup will go directly into the 7 seed, and then whoever wins that 9 and 10 matchup between Charlotte and Atlanta will play the loser of the 7 and 8 matchup. So let's jump into it, boys. Brooklyn at 7, Cleveland at 8. The game will be in Brooklyn. And it looks like pretty much everybody except for Ben Simmons will be playing that game because Goran Draga just got cleared with health and safety protocols as well. Cleveland looks to be actually healthy. Looks like Jared Allen anticipates playing in this game. Listener, like I said, by the time you're listening, you could have more information than I do. But right now, Evan Mobley, Jared Allen look to be able to play in this game, which is obviously exciting news. Asad, what do you think? Brooklyn, Cleveland. Uh, well, one one thing really quick. Uh, oh, yes. Shams, Shams said that Jared Allen is out for the play-in. They ruled Thank him out. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate the heads up because that helps a lot. So no Jared Allen going into it. Um, and Shaban, I did ask you, uh, do you have the head-to-head record for this one? Between Brooklyn and Cleveland? Yeah, if you yeah. don't, that's okay. No, I got it. It's uh, th- Yeah, so it's 3-1 to one, uh, Brooklyn. Okay, very cool. All right, Asa, give me your quick preview on this on this matchup here. Yeah, this this should be straightforward. I mean, um, as much as this NBA season has been straightforward, I guess, which which goes to show, right? But right, and so with Brooklyn, obviously everyone's healthy. Kyrie Irving is eligible to play at home games now um, for the last few weeks of the season. Um, Cleveland has been reeling. Obviously, they lost Ricky Rubio earlier in the season. Um, Colin Sexton as well. And then now the Jared Allen injury, you know, over the last month or so after his finger injuries has hurt them as well. And so Brooklyn's healthy. Cleveland is not. Brooklyn is the better team. They have arguably the best player in the world and Kevin Durant on their team. Uh, this, this should be an easy, quick 15-point win for Brooklyn, and I would be very, very surprised otherwise. Shaban, are you, you're nodding your head, so uh, I assume you agree with this. Yes, yes, I'm a I'm a very hard agree. Uh, you know, you guys know how much of a big fan I am of Jared Allen and the what defensive energy that he brings to Cleveland and to that team. And I think that without him, uh, Cleveland can't really doesn't really have much of a chance of uh, you know leaving it up to just Evan Mobley to uh, you know anchor that paint. So I think that Kevin Durant's just going to dominate. Uh, Kyrie Irving is going to have like they're probably going to combine for about like 80 points like they have a couple of times already very high shop on 80 is an aggressive number here man all right they'll probably combine for 60 like they've done a couple of times already this season sure yes that seems very reasonable (laughs) so yeah I think this is going to be a clear-cut blowout win for Brooklyn Case, do you have anything else for this yeah I disagree you disagree Oh, okay. I do think Brooklyn will win, but it's not going to be a blowout. (laughs) Simply because if you look back at these team matchups all the way until 2010, the largest margin of victory has been five points. (laughs) I don't care who's on the team. (laughs) No matter. Largest margin of victory is five points. So you're telling me with LeBron, they only managed to win by five? 
Yeah, no, I, I get your point. I just don't understand how history I think it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a close game. And we'll see. Maybe the Nets decide to lose. Who knows? Kaze's mic is going up and down right now with the volume. Uh, I don't think it's my end. I think it's his end on this one here. Uh, but he said Figure that the Nets, the Nets will win, um, like the other two peers that we have on here. I agree. The Nets are going to win. Um, one caveat also. Yes. Uh, the one win that Cleveland does have is a game that Kevin Durant didn't play. Very nice. Um, yeah, I think Brooklyn wins this one. Uh, if Cleveland was the Cleveland that we saw earlier in the season, there's a chance this game is much more fun to watch. I don't think this game will be all too fun to watch if it is for maybe a quarter, quarter and a half. Um, 15 points is a hell of a, a choice, but I don't have a good argument against it, to be very honest with you. Let's jump into the nine and 10 seed. The loser of this goes immediately home, while the winner of this will play what we assume to be Cleveland based on what the four of us in this podcast have picked. Atlanta is hosting the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, Shaban, what is our head-to-head record on this matchup? It's tied two to two. Two to two. Very cool. All right. This is a tough one. This this should be a good basketball game, or at least I hope it's a good basketball game. Okay, starting with you, my friend. What do you think the result of this basketball game will be? Hawks by 10. Hawks by 10. Okay. Shaban. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, do you have any analysis that you'd like to provide? Uh, no, if we're I going really off gut feeling, I'm cool with that too. I just I just it's don't want to get feeling. Okay. It's all Trey Young. Cool. I dig it. Shavon, any any thoughts on this game? Would you uh, would you be surprised if I said I agree with Case? I no, yeah, I wouldn't. Would, it wouldn't shock never me at fucking all. Agree with so, <laughs> it wouldn't shock me at all. I'm just interested in hearing what you have to say. No, like uh, you know, Atlanta and Charlotte are on paper they come as pretty evenly matched teams, except that Atlanta still has a top five offense in the NBA, and I think that uh, while Charlotte's roster has matured over the over the years and how they're looking like a more complete basketball team. Uh, I don't see – I think Atlanta's offense is just going to blow them out really early. And also, Atlanta has looked really good as of late. I think they've gone uh, like 16-4 and four, uh, since the All-Star break. Uh, they've – they are probably they would probably be on a 50 win pace if uh, if they didn't have a lot of the injury uh, concerns and COVID concerns earlier this season. So I think that Hawks have a good chance of, of winning this game pretty convincingly. I'm interested in seeing if Asa's opinion is any different on this one. Asa, what are your thoughts, my guy? Uh, I have a lot more reservations than these two do. I do uh, as well. So I was like, am I a crazy person? Am I overrating Charlotte? No, no I, don't, I don't think I'm so. Glad I'm not alone in this one. So a couple things with this. One, um, yes, the Hawks have looked a lot better since the All-Star break. But the thing that worries me, and I mean, I saw this at, um, I was at the, the Hawks-Rockets game just this, this at the season end right here. It's a good, and, it's a good gauge, man. Um, okay, but here's why. I mean, the Rockets scored like 120 points. Like, I mean, there, there's no, there was no, I mean, I guess the game also didn't matter that much. So there wasn't that much defensive intensity from the Hawks at all. Um, but that's a theme that we've seen throughout the entire season. And I'm not very convinced that they are going to be able to turn on that defensive intensity for an entire game. I would really hope to say that I'm wrong and that they can, but with a team like Charlotte, who is very, who is explosively, they've got dynamic players in LaMelo Ball, Terry Rozier, Miles Bridges. Um, defense has not been the Hawks' strong suit, and this is going to be a very high-scoring game. I think it will go down to the wire for that reason. And I'm also worried about the Hawks not having John Collins. I think it doesn't seem very optimistic that he's going to play for this game. And JC is a really, really big part for the, for the Hawks, especially on the rebounding side. And Clint tries, uh, and he will get his rebounds, but... The Hawks rebounding has been weak outside of that. Uh, and so that that concerns me because I feel like Charlotte has the, the effort and the hustle to overcome that and give us problems in that sense. I, I agree with basically most of what you said. Also, my biggest concern with the Hawks is the defense. Offensively, I think they're going to be just fine. They have been for much of the season, especially since the All-Star break. Um Missing JC, I think, is huge for the Hawks. JC, by the way, John Collins, listener, if you're not familiar with the Atlanta Hawks lingo here. Um, I do not think the Hornets will win, but it is the most likely 
upset of the playing games that would not shock me one bit whatsoever. Um, I'm going to pick the Hawks to win because I think the Hawks are more... I think the narrative of this game is simple, and I, I know I don't want to break it down so simply, but I think it really is that easy. Whoever shoots better from three will win this game. I think it's that simple because I don't think either team is incredible on defense. I think both teams are generally good three-point shooting teams, um, and this will break down to whoever gets hot. If the Hawks can get hot, if Bogey and DeAndre Hunter and Kevin Herter and Trey Young and whoever else can get hot and Gallo can get hot from three, they will win. If, on the other hand, LaMelo, Rozier, Bridges, um, PJ, you know, some of the other guys in this team get hot from three, I think that they'll win. Both teams are very good offensively. Neither team is especially great defensively. I do think the Hornets are a little bit better defensively. Um, and I'm a bit concerned on where the hell they're going to hide Trey Young defensively because there's really nobody on this team that you can genuinely just hide him off of, which is a bit of a concern to me. Um, I think the Hawks win. I, By the way, the listener, um, four and a half is the spread. I don't know if the Hawks will cover a four and a half spread. I think it's going to be a pretty wire-to-wire shot, and we might get a, a Trey Young iconic moment where he gets to bow in front of the home crowd, or they get sent home. And, and so I will pick the Hawks. <laughs> very uh hesitantly i think i said you've done the same is that right yeah yeah okay. yeah it'll be close okay so listener so far just to recap brooklyn has beaten cleveland in this assumption which means they're going to the seven seed cleveland lost to brooklyn so they're going to go play what we think are the atlanta hawks i to be very honest with you i don't really care who wins the atlanta hawks or the charlotte hornets i think both of those teams will beat cleveland in the play-in scenario um, simply because I think Cleveland is just too weak. I don't think that they're good enough without Jared Allen or without some of the other pieces. So I think the Hawks will beat Cleveland. I think the Hornets will also beat Cleveland. Also, do you have any other thoughts on this? No, I think I agree with that assessment. Um, I mean, we talked, we've, we've talked about it with, with Cleveland not being at full strength. Um, one thing that does worry me about the Hawks is their road performance. So, you know, if the, because the Hawks are the home team in their first playing game, uh, you know, I'm, I'm more inclined to pick them there, but the Hawks being on the road worries me and they're more likely to go cold on the road. So it's, it's not, I think it's, it's possible that they go cold in Cleveland and they could lose that game. So who are you picking? I'm going to go, I'm going to say Hawks hesitantly for, for okay. both. All right. Case, where are we going? Hawks and Cleveland. Hawks. Hawks. Simple. Simple. All right, I appreciate it, Case. I don't need the psycho bevel like you guys do. Fair enough. <laughs> we we do because I have to justify it. Otherwise, I feel you, you have to convince yourself. It. That's all Maybe. it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna argue with you, my friend. Shaban, what do you think, man? Uh, I'm gonna say Hawks uh, because I said so. Because I said so. All right. So you're learning a lot from the Case mantra of life. Um, listener, if you're I don't keeping think you're up, ready for that, Shaban. <laughs> It's it is it is a challenge for sure. Anyway, listener, that means the Hawks are jumping into the eighth seed against Miami, and Brooklyn is jumping into the seventh seed against Boston. We're gonna jump over to the Western Conference and do the play-in tournament there before we come back and do the entire Eastern Conference playoff matchups. So let's make the West a little bit quicker because I do think it's a little bit quicker. I do think the most exciting game that we're gonna get is Minnesota against the Clippers. I think it'll be very, very, very very fun. Also, give me your quick thoughts on Minnesota and the Clippers and who's going to win this game for the 7-8 matchup in the West. This might be an unpopular pick, but I do think that the Clippers are going to win this game, even though they're the road team. Um, and the reason why I, I say that is two reasons. So I think they've got the best player on the court in Paul George, and I think they're just more experienced. Uh, it's a well-coached team. Ty Lue's great, great coach. Uh, Clippers have been in the playoffs. They've been there before. So it would not surprise me if that the, the Clippers would come back and, um, you know, stun the, the Timberwolves uh, on the road. I don't think that's the most unpopular opinion because I actually also I think, think mine is more unpopular. I think the Clippers are going to win as well. I think that they're better coached. I think they play harder. I think they have more experience. I like the fact that they simply just do not give a shit. And I'm interested in seeing who's going to guard Paul George on this basketball team. Also, that obviously goes for who's going to guard Carl Anthony Towns on the Clippers. Um, but until until Carl Anthony Towns proves himself to be a legitimate playoff basketball player, someone who is not considered, quote-unquote, soft, I think it's only fair that he's going to have to shed that mantra. He's not just going to get it. So I'm going to pick the Clippers here as well. I actually don't think that's highly unpopular. The line is three points, so it's not a super blowout. It's a quite 
it's quite a tight game. Shaban, you're shaking your head, shaking your head for the Clippers or against the Clippers? I'm confused. No, uh, I'm saying I'm looking at the stats right now. So I'm looking at the season series between Minnesota and the Clippers. And yeah, it's pretty much what you expect. Uh, three to one in favor of the Clippers. The one win that Minnesota had was when Paul George was out. Uh, but now Paul George is back. Paul George is looking uh, like he hasn't skipped, hasn't missed a beat. Uh, I think that the Clippers are also going to take this game. Uh, and I, yeah, and I don't think <laughs> I don't think that's a very unpopular opinion. I think it's going to be uh, a foregone conclusion that uh, they're probably the favorites to come out here. I got to say, I think it's funny. I said you came into it thinking unpopular opinion. And by the way, it probably might be an unpopular opinion among just general casual basketball fans. But considering you're talking to us, it's a marginally different conversation, isn't it then? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, you guys have your have your L.A. biases. But I mean, uh, I mean, I, from what we talked about this season, I mean, Minnesota has been an exciting team. Um, they've got all the potential in the world. So uh, I was I'm. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not surprised, but it, I'm I mean, offended that you think I have an LA bias towards the Clippers. No, I'm saying I because would, of that, I was, I would because love of your to bias. see them lose. Yeah. That's what I, and that's what I'm saying. That's but why I, I thought you guys were going to go the other way. Yeah, no, but I just think they're better and, and we're going to do our best to be objective on this podcast, or at least I try. Um, I let K's, okay, you, you remember the, uh, the key and peel skit where it's like the Obama anger translator K's is my brain translator when it comes to my, my biases. I just let him do that part. Because ready, watch this case. Who's winning All this right. game? Well, I'll be the general <laughs> casual viewer here because I think this is going to be the Carl Anthony Towns coming out party. What I say, case is not out mind. of the closet, but <laughs> as a playoff basketball player, I think he's going to drop a 40 piece and he's going to carry the team to victory. I got no qualms with what you said. I the, the cool thing about this basketball game is I think either way we go here. I just think we're in for a really good basketball game. I don't I mean, think I disagree. that you called my opinion, the casual viewers. Opinion. No, I said that the reason why Usad said that it would be a shock is because he was assuming that we're all casuals, which we are clearly not considering we host a basketball. Yeah, I didn't say that. Now you're no, just, now you're just but, making me. Well, you did sure as hell imply it. <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. I just thought that you guys, I, it's okay. Like I'm offended. More, okay? I forgive you. Whatever. <laughs> anyway. So we're going three to one on the Clippers moving into the seven seed playing against Memphis. And that means New Orleans at nine and San Antonio at 10. This one is actually very easy, in my opinion. I think New Orleans is winning this one pretty handedly. Um, I think their best players are just better. I think they're better on both sides of the court. And last I checked, Jonas Valanciunas should be close to himself after not being super himself in the last couple of weeks. He looks relatively healthy. Um, and I think that that's going to be the difference with Jonas Valanciunas, Brandon Ingram, and CJ McCollum with obviously NBA darling Herbert Jones. This team is just better. They are offensively more equipped to beat. <coughs> and by the way, Oops, <laughs> me. I missed the and mute button. You're all right. You're all right. And, uh, and San Antonio is very, San Antonio did not earn this spot as much as the Lakers just absolutely lost this spot. And I think San Antonio is just very happy to be here and they'll be more than happy to go home. Or one, two, three, Cancun with the Lakers uh, very, very soon. Case, what are your thoughts on this? Pelicans and Spurs. Uh, Pelicans should win, but I'd love nothing more than to just see Popovich say, fuck you to the Pelicans. Chaos <laughs> <laughs> and destruction, baby. So, so you're picking the Pelicans just for the record. Is that right? Yeah, like, I think the Pelicans should and will win. Okay. I just find the outcome of the Spurs who basically were gifted a play-in spot just come and beat the Pelicans who fought back from absolute dog shit to where they are right now. <laughs> it would be quite funny. It's like you worked hard for nothing. Shaman, what are your thoughts? Pelican-Spurs? Uh, I think you guys nailed it. I think that the Pelicans should come out of this one. I like the uh, apprehension uh, that both of you have brought to this game. This should not be an apprehensive game, and yet it's the Pelicans. It wasn't apprehensive. It sh- you said they should win this game. But nah, yeah, like with, with, with the Hawks, you were like they're winning this game. Yeah, I can't be confident in the Pelicans, bro. Bro, we just Zion was supposed a, to be that's, back that's what at the beginning of the season. We just came out of a March Madness where every top five team got upset in like the first two rounds. I'm still like fr- fresh from those wounds. Uh, that doesn't happen. <laughs> like, I'm like, playoffs, my friend. This is not um, the fucking NCAA. Yeah, let, let's, let's not forget that the, the Spurs and Pelicans won 34 and 36 games respectively. These are not good basketball teams we're talking about. Um, 
I think that at some point the NBA should probably institute like a limitation on like, hey, if you're actually like 10 games or eight games or six games below 500, we probably shouldn't have you in the play-in, even if you're the rightful 10 seed uh, or something like that. If you guys remember in the bubble year, you had to be within four games of the eight seed to get a play-in spot. Um, I, I like think- that. And I think they should institute something like that. Let's be honest. Mm -hmm. The Spurs on the slight chance, the apprehension that Kays and Chabon are proposing means that there's a chance they could win, which I agree. There is a chance they could win. Do we really want to see the Spurs against the Suns? Do we really want to see that? Well, no, they'd have I don't to play the loser that. of the first game. No, first. I get it, but I'm saying uh, in a world in which the Spurs go through and they end up in the first round, do we really want to see the Spurs again? No, we don't want to fucking see the Spurs against the Suns. Nobody wants to see that. By the way, that's not saying I want to see the Pelicans against the Suns either. That's going to be a quick one as well. So um, there should be a cutoff at some point that says, hey, you know what? You're just really fucking bad. And that's okay. Look, as long as they're still playing basketball in the second week of May, I don't care. <laughs> also, real quick, Spurs Pelicans, who are you picking? Shouldn't be Pelicans. Um, I the, the Spurs just confused me. Of like, I coming into the season, I thought that they should tank and they were, get they, like they, a, they should have a good a good draft pick, but they said no, and they are they not they refuse to do that. Um, doesn't make they sense. They won thirty four games. Whatever. Are we sure they said no, or did Lakers Pop just decide to the suck record, more? Bro. Yeah, Pop, uh, Pop does not like. There's no way Pop was going to tank, right? That's just not. He's not built like that, so it wasn't going to happen. But as a franchise direction i don't i don't necessarily agree but i'm not running the show so all right so that means the spurs in this case are going home the pelicans will play the minnesota timberwolves based on our predictions which means Asad, minnesota or New yeah Orleans? I, I i think i think minnesota wins this one i don't think they lose two in a row uh, i think I, they're I, and they're they yeah. get two home games they're not gonna blow two chances i would i would really hope not i agree with you i think minnesota as well shaban minnesota minnesota Okay, and case. I think the Clippers beat the Pelicans quite handily. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Cool. All right, that means uh, Minnesota will jump into the eighth seed against Phoenix, and the Clippers will jump into the two seed with Memphis. Let's jump back to the Eastern Conference playoffs. Um, I think we're gonna do this. Just we'll, we'll go down. We'll go down the chart. So Miami will play uh, Atlanta based on what we've talked about. This is a playoff series that we have seen multiple times in my lifetime. The Atlanta Hawks somehow find their way to playing the Miami Heat, I think, like four times, if I remember correctly. And, yeah. and it, it's been a little while, I think, since the two teams have met in the playoffs. But I find this very difficult to pick the Hawks. I find it very, very, very I difficult. I do, too. I was at two Hawks Heat games this year. You, and we got Omar Yurtsevin beat them. the shit out of the Atlanta Hawks when you were at the game, if you remember, Case. Yes, I do. Thank Case you was for like, bringing up that trauma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to ask my 15-year-old cousin, who is a Heat fan, who the fuck is number 17? <laughs> I like that you remember his number even still. That's amazing. I might be wrong. I think, he's 77. I think he's 77. I think he's 77. There's a 7 in there. Yeah, Close enough. I'll take it. All right. So quickly then. Um. I think this is a relatively quick series. I think the Hawks will lose this series to the Heat in five games. Um, if John Collins was here, maybe we could see a six-game series. But without John Collins, I just don't see a world in which the Hawks beat the Heat really more than once unless Trey Young becomes Jesus Dog. himself. Yeah, sure, exactly. <laughs> um, even Michael Jordan couldn't save the Hawks in this year. And maybe he could. Maybe he could. I don't know. But we don't have Michael Jordan. We have Trey Young, who's very good, but he's not Michael Jordan. Also. Miami Heat, Atlanta Hawks. What are you thinking? Uh yeah, with that Heat defense, I just I'm not I'm not confident that the, the Hawks can be able to overcome that for for seven games. And then I think Miami's good enough where they can score, and the Hawks defense is nothing to brag about. So uh, Tyler Hero, assuming six men of the year at this point, like that oh, that yeah. bench unit, it's not uh, assuming. Yeah, it's a lot. Six it's a lot. Year. Yeah, so he's like uh, minus eight thousand. Yeah, it's ridiculous. He's, yeah, yeah he's, he's, uh, I mean, he deserves it. He's, he's the first, I think he's the first six man to average more than 20 points a game since Lou Will or Jamal Crawford. Yeah. That's pretty cool. uh, so, I mean, so yeah, they're, they're well coached, just cohesive. Uh, I know that their big three haven't played that many games together, which is, I think, the one silver lining that I think we can t- tackle as, as Hawks fans. If maybe we hope that they haven't had enough time to gel together. And that, Does it you know, matter? 
They're number right. one seed having not played that many games together. Is that not? Scary? Yeah, where I'm grasping at straws here. I know. Okay, don't, 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 don't. Just yeah. Miami Heat in how many games? Heat in five. Okay, Shavon, make it quick, man. Heat in five. Okay, and, and case. My mind says Heat in six. Okay. My heart says Hawks in seven. Okay, great. So which one are we going with? Heat I mean, it doesn't matter. Six. We've already chose. Yeah, great. So we got the Miami Heat moving on to the next round. We're, but listener, we're only doing first round today, just to give you an idea. We have the Heat moving on to the second round. The matchup just below them are the Philadelphia 76ers against the Toronto Raptors. The Philadelphia 76ers are the home team in this series. Um, when they travel to Toronto, the Philadelphia 76ers will not have Matisse Thybul, um, because he is not vaccinated or not fully vaccinated. Um, no, he's not vaccinated at all. Well, no, it, he got the first shot and then decided not to get the second, which is like a whole story. Look, if we had time today, I would love to dive into the intricacies of this story, but we're going to have to talk about this one offline. Listener, if you're interested, Google it. It is, I, I can't make sense of it. I can't, I'm sorry. I just can't. So I'll be nice because I like him as a player. I'm sure he's a good person. This is fucking insane. Anyway, Philadelphia, Toronto, they will not have Matisse Tybel in the Toronto games. Otherwise, Philadelphia generally quite healthy coming into this. I don't think James Harden is healthy, but they list him as healthy. Therefore, he's healthy. Toronto, on the other hand, also listed as pretty much healthy. OG was a big question mark. He played the last game of the season, put on 25 points. Sorry, 25 minutes, not 25 points. Um, Freddie is semi-questionable. So is that right? Yeah, he's got a he's got a nagging knee injury that he's kind of been playing on and off with uh, ever since the All-Star break. Uh, he missed about seven games since the All-Star break. Uh, he sat for five consecutive games. Uh, set out some a few games here and there for a right knee management. Um, so he's not 100, but they're they're gonna need him to to give it his best shot because he's the he's the main facilitator on that team. So he will be playing. Uh, how much effect he'll have for the Raptors is to be determined. But this series is going to be one of the most fun series in the first round of the Eastern Conference. In my opinion, it will be the second most fun of the four that we'll talk about in the Eastern Conference today because. <clears throat> Boston and Brooklyn will be more fun, but that's besides the point. We'll get there when we get there. Um, Shabon, starting with you, man, Philly, Toronto, how's the series go? What do you like? What do you not like? Uh, I'm looking at the head-to-head records, and it's does it three matter? To one, it's three. It's three to one, Toronto. But does it matter? Like, uh, I'm just saying, really, like. James Harden probably wasn't a rap. I mean, it wasn't a Philadelphia 76er in all of those games. The Raptors have been on and off healthy all season. Those two teams have been very fluctuating as the season has gone on. So now. Plus, all the games were decided by two points or less. So it's a Were they really? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Tight series. So, Shaban, who do you like in this series and why? I feel like we have yet to see James Harden take that next, like, leap as far as this season goes and I, mean, I really and, and I really want him to see to sort of just flip that switch uh because man <laughs> Toronto will really surprise you god I, it's really like I, I want to say Philly in six you're struggling with the thing that I'm struggling with and we're gonna talk about it in a minute but we're gonna we'll get there you said Philly in six totally respect it case what do you think about this series? And Toronto in six, I think. And that's, listener, whether you agree or disagree with either one of those two takes, that's why this series will be that fun. Because like Kays and Shaban just displayed, this series can literally go either way. There are yeah, few it's a series. Toss-up, toss-up. Yeah, there are literally few series in this first round. Like Miami-Atlanta, there's almost no situation in which Atlanta would win this one. Um, there's another one we're about to talk about. It would be a shock if one of the two teams lost. This one, however, could literally go either way, in my opinion. I'm interested in seeing why you both picked six games specifically. That would imply that game six would be in Toronto, obviously. Um, and, and you have separating results in both of those situations. Case, why are you picking Toronto in six? And then Shabon, after Case is done, why are you picking Philly in six? I think that without Matisse, the Toronto Raptors will overcome at home. And then I think they'll steal one on the road as well. Shaman, what do you think, man? 
my logic is my logic is the opposite. I think that Joel Embiid is going to have a crazy forty-five point monster game to carry Philly to uh, steal a game on the road, and then they just have to play two, and then they just have to get, uh, they just have to hold or, and then yeah, they can just just try to close it out at home. All right, our resident James Harden Cox, I mean fan, Assad. <laughs> Hey man, what do for the you listeners, think? what we said was James Harden cocksucker. <laughs> Thank you, Casey. <laughs> subtle, subtle he is not, but effective he is. Asa, what are your thoughts on the series? That probably, I mean, we've said this about 10 times in his career, but the James Harden career defining, legacy defining series, if it doesn't work here, will it work anywhere? What are your thoughts? Yeah, there's a lot that hinges on this. And I mean, I talked about this when the trade first went down um, from Brooklyn that he's making this move like this is all for the playoffs. And if he if this if this blows up on him in the first round, um, then it's a very, very bad look for him. Um, and so just to kind of give you uh, uh, what you said earlier, uh, safe. So when after the James Harden trade, Philly has played Toronto twice. James Harden has played in both of those games. Okay. And Toronto has won both of those games. Good to know. So I, I, I didn't know, so I didn't want to guess, but I appreciate Toronto, you clarifying. Great strip clubs, by the way. Um, <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, Big clearly. That's... <laughs> he, also, he, does, that, so... does that... Wait, actually, Shaban, do you want to change your pick based on that new information? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, also, sorry, continue <laughs> yeah. on. So the, the, James, the James Harden run in Philly started off really strong. They started off 6-1, and 7-1 and one in their first few games. And James Harden played really well, had a couple 30-point triple-doubles. He was scoring really well. The, the passing has never gone away. I think he's averaging like 10 assists a game like his entire time like in Philly. But... What worries me is the last month of the season where his scoring has gone down. And in a series, in the playoffs especially, as the team's second best player, you are going to have to score. Um, And especially with Toronto and how good they are defensively and how good Nick Nurse is with schemes, they are going to take the ball out of Joel Embiid's hands. They are going to double-team him. They are going to trap him. They are going to send a bunch of dudes at him. And they are going to say, hey, okay, James Harden, it's on you. You make the right read. And then the likes of Danny Green, uh, George's Niang, Tobias Harris, you guys have to make shots and make plays. And if we lose to you, that's fine. We're not going to lose to Joel Embiid paint mashing us and dunking over us. So I just don't see Nick Nurse and the Toronto Raptors folding over that way. And because of that, this series will go seven games. And I hesitantly say Philly in seven. I, I think your analysis is pretty spot on. Uh, I think the only reason it seemed as though you were leaning Toronto until you said Philly in seven, which means you're probably picking a little bit with your heart um, than you are with maybe your mind here. I respect it. I'm likely would have done the same if I, if I was such a fan uh, of James Harden and the Philadelphia 76ers. The one big question, Shaban brought it up. I said, you brought it up. How do they stop Joel Embiid? Well, doesn't even matter. Can they slow down Joel Embiid or can they at least limit the other factors around Joel Embiid with the Tobias Harris's and the Tyrese Maxey's um, and obviously James Harden. Um, I can't tell. Okay. are you asking me to stop talking? <laughs> I wanted to just jump in. <laughs> oh, then just jump in. You raise your hand and I paused because I was like, do you want me I to stop I was wondering talking? why you paused. I thought I was fucking oh, frozen. <laughs> I was like, what? what? I, I, was like, in. I was like, are we going to Are you just going to stay I here? It would be a nice like, natural break for me to get in here. But I think the way you go about it is you say, fuck what everything's going on. You let MB do whatever the fuck he wants and you lock up everyone else. And, and look, the, yeah. the one thing that Toronto does especially well is they have so many versatile wings, it's it's a bit scary, right? They have OG, they have Pascal, who's obviously a genuinely good defender and a great offensive player this year, as he's proven. Um, they've got Scotty Barnes, they've got Gary Trent, they've got a handful of guys who they can kind of switch around and play with. My other question and, and concern is when they made that trade with Brooklyn, the Philadelphia 76ers I'm talking about, they lost a lot, of pretty much all of their depth. So besides their five starters and maybe one guy off the bench, they're not all too impressive to look at. Um, Toronto, on the other hand, it's the playoffs. They're not about to go 10 deep, but they can go 10 deep. And I think that's the difference. So I'm concerned about how many of those bench minutes they're going to win if James Harden is the James Harden we've seen in the last few weeks. Because obviously, there's not a point in which there won't be one of James Harden 
or Joel Embiid on the floor at all times in this series. But James Harden has to be effective in those moments. And and a lot of that in the last month has been James Harden making sure Tyrese Maxey is very effective in those moments. Not that James Harden himself is effective. That's great. But James Harden, now it's time. It's time for you to become the person that Usad so badly wants you to be. Um, <laughs> I, I want so badly to pick Toronto in seven because I do think that Toronto as a team is a better basketball team. I think they are better coached. I think they have more depth that matters but I don't see a world in which Joel Embiid loses in round one. I just don't. And, and for that reason, and not, not James Harden, for Joel Embiid specifically, I have to pick Philadelphia in seven. I just don't see a world in which he loses in round one in the season in which he thinks he's the MVP and very well could be when the votes are all counted at the end of the day, like a month or two from now, whenever that is, which I, by the way, I hate. Why are we waiting up? Can we just announce it like next week? We already know the votes, right? Let's just do it. Um, so I will pick Philadelphia which I think puts us in a deadlock into round two, but it doesn't matter because we're not predicting round two it's today. It's three. It's three one. Me, you, Shaban pick Philly and Case picks Toronto. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Mm. Um, so there you go. But it, listener, doesn't matter. We're gonna find out in a couple weeks' time. Let's jump into Milwaukee, Chicago. This is the series I was talking about that it would genuinely shock me if Chicago beat Milwaukee in this series. Um, Chicago has not been the same since losing Lonzo Ball and then at some point Alex Caruso and some <clears throat> Patrick Williams. Two of those three guys are back, and for whatever reason, they still don't look the same. I'm not really sure what's wrong in Chicago, but I know that they're not better than Milwaukee, so I will make this easy. I think Milwaukee will win. I don't think they'll win easily. I think they'll win in six games. Um, but no, you know what? I'm th- I'm going to take I'm going to take that back. I'm going to pick Milwaukee in five because I think Giannis is going to shut it down. He's going to say, you know what? Why not have a couple extra nights of rest if I can afford to do so? I think he's going to put on what he knows is an MVP performance because he's one of the best players in the world right now. Um, so I'll take Milwaukee in five. Shaban, real quick, what's the head-to-head record, and then give me your um, preview on this on this series. Clean sweep Milwaukee. So that should probably tell you where I'm at. Uh, I think that I'm probably going to go the same way. I'm probably going to pick. I'm actually, I think I'm going to say that uh, I'm going to go a little hotter than you. I'm going to say that Milwaukee is going to sweep Chicago. Ooh, I yeah. like it. I like it. You're bri- you really are taking a couple things from K's nowadays. I like it. I Except like it. he's still following the numbers. You got to <laughs> fuck the numbers. So does that mean you're picking uh, Chicago, K's? No. Okay, that's one then. number you're I can't argue with. <laughs> what are you, what are you Look, saying? I vote with my heart, but at the end of the day, Chicago is two and twenty-four against top three teams <laughs> in both conferences. Yes, yeah, that that's the stat I was looking for. That's the number that gets to me. I don't care if you beat a whole single season series. I don't give a fuck. It's They're the playoffs. It's a new season. They're eight and fifteen since the All Star break, so they've been on a bit of a backslide uh, as of late. They're not able to score as many points as they used to. I think Zach Levine has really not been the same since the return of his injury. Um, obviously, Lonzo Ball missing him kind of sucks too. So, Case, it seems as though you made up your mind. Bucks and five. Yeah. There we go. And also, do you have anything else that you'd like to add before you give us a prediction here? Um, I'm going to say Bucks and five. The only win that Chicago gets is I'm going to say game three when DeRozan has 45 points, but that's it. I think it's going to be one of those games, yeah, where DeRozan has like a 45 piece and then like Zach Levine helps him out with like 34 or something. And we yeah. get like almost an 80 point performance from those two guys put together, something crazy like that. Um, and the other question is Chris Middleton. He's been on and off this NBA season. He's not looked 100% like himself. Also, I know you and I talked about Chris Middleton a little bit offline uh, a couple days ago. Chris Middleton is going to be big. They need him to be quite literally just himself. Nothing, nothing more than he's already been, which is obviously a very good quality NBA player. He's an all-star caliber player. Um, that's kind of the question mark, which I think will might affect them later in the playoffs, but I, in the first round, I don't think it's going to matter all too much. Let's talk about the, the most, I think, fun series of the first round, Boston Celtics against the Brooklyn Nets. Boston looks to be missing Robert Williams, probably for a little bit of this series. There's really no timetable, but they expect him back in round one, which means he could be back as early as game one or as late as game, you know, three, four, and five. Um, as it sits now, I believe Boston will be playing their first home game in this series on Saturday, uh, Saturday evening, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and it seems like that timetable on Robert Williams is quite short. So, and then obviously Brooklyn is pretty much healthy. Ben Simmons may or may not make an appearance. We'll see. It seems as though he is expected to return at some point in the first round. 
I won't hold my breath because a back injury is a back injury. And that is, he just had an epidural less than 30 days ago. Um, also, what are your thoughts on this series? Is this the most fun series of the first round, by the way, in, in the East? Yeah, it is. It is uh, the most fun. And just, uh, just a caveat there. So Boston is scheduled to play on Sunday. So it gives another day for, for, for Robert Williams for whatever that's worth. Um, this will be, this will be a really good series, but I think that Brooklyn healthy with their, with their two stars. Um, they, I'm still not convinced that, I mean, I know that Boston has done really well in the regular season. I'm not convinced on how it translates to the postseason, especially with the pressure um, and playing a, honestly, a championship caliber team in Brooklyn, because, you know, they have all the pieces for it. Um, I'm going to go Brooklyn in six. I think Brooklyn wins this in six games. I'm intrigued. Case, mm. what do you think, bro? Brooklyn in five. Just wow. no, no respect. Got it. Um, wow. Shabon, what do you, what do you think, man? Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Case, can you, can you expand on this? Brooklyn in five. Kevin Durant with the chip on his shoulder. Healthy Kyrie. And that's that's it. That's all that matters. Oh, but Kyrie combine. revenge games. But let, let, revenge games. Let's say they average thirty five apiece, which is like a ridiculous number. But let's say they average thirty five. That's seventy points. Where's the other thirty yeah. to forty coming from? At least Seth Curry. Uh, by the way, sprained uh, ankle. Seth Curry is what we're talking about here. He can shoot. He's fine. Uh, what's his face? The center that I really like, Nick Claxton. I Andre Drummond. Oh, uh, yeah, Matt Simmons 2.0. Yeah. yeah, I was waiting for that. Bruce Brown. <laughs> I do like Bruce Brown as well. And that uh, Jordan Carter kid, I think is his name. Javon Carter. And he plays for, and he plays for the Bucks. He plays for the Bucks. Not the rookie. What's his name? Cam Thomas. Sorry. Cam Thomas. Cam Thomas. Really generic name. That's true. That's true. Jordan <laughs> Carter. He calls this man a generic name. Well, it's two first names. What do you want me to do? <laughs> All right. So... He so we've got Kay saying Brooklyn in five. Us, uh, so you've said Brooklyn in six. Is that right? Yes. Uh, Shaban, you you're what are you thinking here? I I'm, I feel kind of crazy right now because no, you I'm, don't say what you're gonna. I'm say. picking I'm picking Boston in four. I'm picking Boston in six. Like I thought I heard four. I thought I heard Boston in four. And I was like, no, 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 you are I was crazy. Like, then. I was like, hold on, let me backtrack. No, 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 no. But yeah, I'm saying Boston in six. Boston has completely turned their season around since the, pretty much since that panic room episode that we did. Uh, all of their issues have pretty much been solved. They they have gone 34 and 12 since the new year started. They're one of the best offenses and defenses in the league. And also, the last time Boston uh, played the Brooklyn Nets, Kevin Durant played, Kyrie played. KD had 37, Kyrie had 19 points, and Jason Tatum had 54. <laughs> and Jalen Brown added in 21 too. Uh, all five of the starters had was in double figures. And there were only, what, three players in double figures for Brooklyn. And I think that's the consistent issue with Brooklyn is that they don't really have a lot of other guys that can – bring it uh, a show up in big time moments like Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving can. Uh, and I think that's going to be their pitfall. And I think Brooklyn is looking like a really, really good team right about now. And, and here's, here's where I'm at. I'm going Boston in seven. And here's why I, until now I was thinking, right, I'm gonna go Brooklyn in six, Brooklyn in seven. Um, and then yesterday happened. Yesterday being Sunday, the last game, the last game of the regular season, in which Brooklyn was healthy, by the way, completely healthy, and they beat the Indiana Pacers one thirty four to one twenty six. They allowed one hundred and twenty six points to the Indiana Pacers, who are one of the worst teams in basketball. Freaking Olashe Beef Brisket himself dropped twenty eight points on them. Buddy Heald twenty one, Tyrese Halliburton seventeen. 14 from McConnell, 10 from Tyrell, sorry, uh, Terry Taylor, who I don't even know who that is. My point is they're an incredible offensive team. They don't play a lick of defense at all. And Boston is a great offensive team who plays a lot of defense. Missing Rob Williams hurts, but they've actually been pretty good defensively, even without Robert Williams. 
And by the way, last I checked, Brooklyn doesn't have some dominant down low force in which they're going to miss Robert Williams all too much in this series. And maybe later series in the playoffs, they might. In this specific series, they are going to be fine without Robert Williams. This is going seven games. I think Boston wins it because I think Jason Tatum is the next dude. He is that guy, right? He showed us this year that he's not just a star. He is a super duper star. And Jalen Brown is a star in this NBA. So yes, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, dope. Besides that, I don't have one guy that I'm genuinely going to bank on here, including Seth Curry, who, by the way, has been hurt. So I'm going Boston and seven, which will be an interesting series because we're split on this uh, on the roster today as well. All right. The West, a a few of these are easy, so we'll make it as easy as we can be. Um, Jumping over, Phoenix is going to play what we assume is now Minnesota as the eighth seed. I've got Phoenix in four. All of a sudden? Yep. I'll go Phoenix in five. I think I'll, I'll give Minnesota a one little game respect. At home. Sure. Yeah. Just one at home. Fine. Uh, Shaban. Uh, I'm saying Phoenix in four. Great case. Phoenix with the sweep. Cool. Yeah. I, I think Minnesota is good. I think Phoenix is the best team in basketball. And, and I think that, you know, that listener. All right. Memphis is going to play the Clippers. And if we get a Kawhi Leonard appearance, this could be fun. But without Kawhi Leonard, I think this is probably at best a six-game series with Memphis moving forward. I'm going to go ahead and say five games Memphis only because the thing about this Memphis team is that they've shown that they're not fucking around. They've shown it multiple times this NBA season, and I value their their demeanor and the way they carry themselves. And I think it's very different from many other quote-unquote young teams do. These guys clearly are just different. And for that reason, I'm taking Memphis in five. So what do you think here? I think Memphis wins this series, but I think it goes to seven games. I think the I think the Clippers experience, the coaching, and the lack of experience for for Memphis, I think is going to hurt them a little bit. But I think they are the the deeper team, and they're you know obviously missing Kawhi is is big. So um, I think that Memphis has the has the talent edge, obviously. But um, I from all that I've seen with the Clippers and with Paul George and the way they play, they look really really cohesive. And um, Paul George running the show and being a facilitator on that team um, has been really, really remarkable over the last two years, honestly. Um, and so to see his growth as a playmaker um, and, you know, kind of leading that team and being the two-way star that he is, uh, I, th- I think the Clippers are going to make make Memphis work for it. But I think Memphis comes out on top in seven. Case, what do you think about the Grizzlies? Grin grind. Uh, Grizzlies in five. I'm with you. Um, Shaban, what do you think about the Grizzlies and the Clippers here? Uh, yeah, I say Grizzlies in six. Uh, I commend Paul George. I think Paul George is going to be, uh, have a very good series, but, uh, I don't think without Kawhi Leonard, I don't think just him is going to be enough to push them through. If we get Kawhi Leonard back, this is, we get, we get Kawhi Leonard so back hey. I feel so bad for the Grizzlies. Like, let me go ahead and be 56 and 26, one of the best teams in the entire league. And then, oh, I get the Clippers, who I thought weren't that good. Oh, wait, they got Paul George. Okay, fine. Oh, wait, they got Norman Powell. Oh, shit. Oh, they got Kwai. What kind of gift is that? That's the worst. Like, it's absolutely ridiculous. So we'll see what happens from there. Uh, It seems... It seems like the the Clippers are not very positive that Kawhi is going to come no, back. He has barely doing three tell, on three. But that's the other thing too. They're they coy. Tell us they're, if that was going to happen. They're sly dogs. They they be the type to pull some shit and be like, oh yeah, he's not doing this. And can then all be, of a sudden, can we like, be honest? Are we yeah. even sure the Clippers know what's going on with Kawhi Leonard right now? <laughs> no. I'm just saying, like nobody other than Kawhi, nobody knows what's going on, right? I yeah. Think that's they probably they say that he hasn't progressed past uh, individual drills. Yeah, so that's what that's I, the report. I would say the same thing. Uh, I, I saw he did one three on three practice and then hasn't done it since. I'm just saying, if I'm the Clippers, why would I tell you? I'm just gonna let him hop out in game whenever the injury report is due. I think it's like 24 hours before the game. That's when I would be like, oh, by the way, he's, he's questionable. questionable. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, and that would be that. We'd fantasy football tag him as questionable and move on kind of thing. All right, let's jump into the number four, number five seed, the Dallas Mavericks and the Utah Jazz. Shaban, you've got a picture behind you. What is going on in that picture? And are you concerned at all about this series? Uh, I am pretty mildly concerned about this series. Mild? Uh, but- Interesting. Yeah, uh, I am. I still remain cautiously optimistic. Because... So you have to realize with Shaban's newfound uh, caseiveness, mildly for a normal Shaban is extremely concerned. 
You know what? That's exactly it. And by the way, the picture behind me is Luca uh, walking in a walking boot because in the ser- in the season finale, he suffered a calf strain, which, by the way, he wasn't even supposed to play in that game anyways because he was supposed to get suspended. But they he fought back against the 16th technical. So here we are. Uh, but I am I'm pretty concerned about the series without Luca. Uh, the season series is split two to two between Utah and Dallas. And I'm gonna say Dallas in seven because I do think Luca is gonna be able to come. Like I do think that Luca is if he does have to miss time, uh, he's probably gonna miss uh, first couple, he's probably gonna miss a game one or game two. Uh, I think he would be I think he as we saw last playoffs, he played through a whole neck strain. So I think he'll be able if he would probably want to play through a calf strain anyways. And you know, even with playing through a neck strain, he was still incredible in the last year's playoffs. So um I was gonna say Mavericks in six, but now I'm gonna say Mavericks in seven. So Shaban, just quick question for you. And I'm I don't mean to be facetious, I'm genuinely asking because I'm not sure. Luke has been in the NBA for four years now, is that right? Four years, yeah. And they've made the playoffs three out of the four years. Is that right? Yeah. And he's been hurt every single playoffs? And they've made two, right? No, because the first year he had the ankle sprain in the bubble year against the Clippers, right? Where Marquise, yes. Mar- Marcus Morris tried to step on it afterwards to right, re-aggravate right. it, right? Did they make the playoffs his rookie year? No, 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 not his no, his second year, so, sophomore year. And this will be the fourth yeah. year is what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. And then last year was like, Shaban, you said the next strain. And this year we're looking at a possible calf strain. Uh, I'm not saying that there's any correlation to this, but it sure as hell seems like there's some correlation. Luca just finds a way to get hurt right before the playoffs. Uh, and I'm not sure. Uh, Dallas should have walked away with this series. And it should have began the true implosion of the Utah Jazz as we know them. If Luca is not like 90% or 85%, I don't know how I could pick them. I, I don't. Um, so before I go, Asad, what, what are your thoughts on this series? Where are you going? Where are you leaning based on the information that we have, which is not much, yeah. by the way? Yeah, no, that's true. And I mean, Dallas has been very hush-hush about it, understandably so. And I think that's concerning because they, they are very worried about what's going on with Luca. I want to throw this back to um, kind of our what we talked about in the beginning of the season when we did our, our point guard rankings. And when we talked about Luca and comparing Luca and James Harden and how that they are are similar players. No, so we the, didn't do that. You did that. Okay, sorry. You when did. I compared, I compared Luca and James Harden as similar players. And what I'm going to bring this back to is last year and last year's playoffs. And James Harden was playing on a bum hamstring, and was he was playing on one leg, and it did not it did not look pretty. Um, and I think with Luca, him trying to do that, uh, he's going to be playing on one leg. Like the calf strain is no joke, and it looks serious. And if you're not if you're not 100. Um, and you play the way that these guys play as, you know, the primary facilitators of your teams um, and where a lot of the offensive initiation relies on you. Uh, I think that's tough. And especially coming to the playoffs now, I mean, Utah, Utah has, has struggled. Yes. Like they've blown some leads in the past few weeks, but some aggressively disgusting leads. Right. But they, well, they we're have talking their... 20 plus point leads twice Multiple. in a row yeah. back to back. It's, it, it hasn't been pretty for Utah, but at the end of the day, they've made the playoffs. They are an experienced team. We forget that they were the number one team. They were the number one seed last year, right? They were so, a regular season team. Sure, but they've, they have, they've played in the playoffs, and they had some playoff success. They came back, what, 3-1 um, in, that, in, in last Denver, year's playoffs? No, Denver two years ago. It was the bubble. Yeah. Bubble year. Uh, so, they're, I mean, their roster has stayed the same. Uh, Quinn Snyder, a good coach. So, you know, they're not one to necessarily fold over. And then now with a case, that's who the future Laker coach will be. Quinn Snyder. Duh. Come on. <laughs> that's what I was like, dude, of who, course. Do we, who do we want? We want Quinn. Of Snyder. course. This is what always comes back to coach. Um, but yeah, I think with Luca playing with this injury, it's, it's going to be really tough for them. And I, I don't, I don't see a world that the maps can pull this off. I'm saying Utah in five. Oh, five. Wow. Oh, five is um, aggressive. Five, five is pretty aggressive. Uh, case. Chaos and destruction. Do you want to make Shaban's day or do you want to hurt him? I want to make his day, but with this lack of information. That's what I'm I saying. I want to say Luca plays everything after game one and Mavs in six, but I got to go with the details we have, Utah in six. 
I I am in the same boat, man. If Luca is a hundred percent, if yesterday doesn't happen, oh yeah, I I think the oh, Mavericks. It's, it's a whole five. different world. One hundred five. I think the yeah. Mavericks win. Right. But but with the information we've got, look, mercenary Luca is my favorite Luca, and so I will choose the Dallas Mavericks to win in seven games. But I don't feel good about it. I I, I don't. <laughs> Um, based on You're, many of the things us I'm biting my nails right with you, man. <laughs> you know what? Because because I think the most fun scenario is Dallas beating Utah so we can watch the implosion of the Jazz this summer. And, you know, I don't have to buy the fucking Rudy Gobert championship also jersey. Also true. Also very <laughs> true. Um, a case... You know, believe it or not, I think you're okay on that one, regardless of whether the Mavs. Oh, me too. That's why I made the because they got Phoenix in the next round if they do beat the Mavs. I don't think that one is happening. Um, All right, Golden State, Denver, the last series we need to preview here. Anybody have any news on Steph Curry? Anybody? He seems likely. He seems likely to play from all indications that we've heard. Yes, game one that he will be ready for game one. Yep, he he will gradually return to on court activities. Um, I mean, the way I've seen his energy and like him, like on the sidelines, like for all of these games, like while he's been sitting out um, and like they've been doing some like some workouts and stuff. But I mean, even when the injury happened, they they had this entire game plan of like it's bad, but it's not that bad. Like it could have been worse. And we are going to rehab him and get him ready for game one of the playoffs. And from everything that I've seen and I've heard, I don't think that that indication has changed. So unless something else comes out that like drastically changes that, I think he will play game one. Okay. And uh, and just to confirm, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. They're done. They're not coming back. At they least both have, they both yeah, suffered setbacks from their rehabs, so it doesn't look like they'll play. Yeah. Okay. So the rosters are pretty much what we expect them to be with Steph Curry coming back. Hopefully, you know, eighty plus percent of himself. If that's the case, I think Golden State walks away with this series rather quickly. I'll, I'll take Golden State in five games. I think Jokic is incredible. I don't think that he himself is going to, I mean, what the second best player on this team is Will Barton. We're talking about here. We're talking about Aaron Gordon, the second best player. Is that what we're doing? Uncle, Uncle Jeffy, Jeff Green. Yeah. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Uncle Jeffy. Just us said stop it. Enough. Enough of your bias. I'm, I'm so tired. So tired. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think Golden State wins this thing in five games. Even if from what we just saw of Clay Thompson on Sunday night, he looks fine. What we know about Jordan yeah. Poole. He's very good. Draymond Green is going to be an absolute wrecking ball against Jokic, at least for the parts that he does guard him. Kevin Looney is a body who's obviously no slouch. You're not going to stop Jokic. But the other guys on this team are not anything to be super excited about. They are not the second or even third best player on a championship caliber. Yeah, and apparently Facundo Campazzo has mm-hmm. got him on his head. Uh, yeah, Campazzo is going to get his work from Wayne Ellington, apparently. Well, Wayne Ellington... Will will be more effective against Facundo Campazzo than he has been for the Lakers all NBA season. Thank you, 100%. Wayne, for absolutely nothing, you dickhead. Um, Wayne, I think Wayne, I hate the most on this Laker team. By the way, if that wasn't yeah. already apparent, I think I hate him the most because we signed him to be a shooter, and I didn't really expect anything but him to make shots. He didn't even do that. It's like the bare minimum was required <laughs> of you. The one thing that you're supposedly good at. Um, so Wayne Ellington, I'll catch you at my local LA fitness over the summer because your ass is so done in the NBA. That's a ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculousness. Are you kidding me? You had one fucking job. One. Anyway, um, Golden State in five. That's my pick. Case, what do you think about the Golden State Denver series? Uh, I think Denver will steal one, but the Warriors take it in five. Okay, cool. Nice and simple. Shaban, what are your thoughts here? Uh, I'm on the same page. I think I think Warriors in five. I think Clay dropped 41 last night in what three quarters, three and a half quarters. It was nice to see. He's been, he's been on a great, he's been on a really good run to close the season. So it's, it's definitely positive momentum. Like what we've been waiting for this entire time from the Warriors. We've been waiting for Clay Thompson. to. I don't think we've been waiting. I think they've been waiting. That's very, everybody's been waiting. Clay himself has been waiting. Yeah. And if he, I think he's, he's finally in a good rhythm and it'd be, it'll be good. Um, to, to play with Steph and get him get back into things. And I'm going, I'm going Warriors in five as well. Obviously, okay, cool. assuming that Steph is healthy and is 80% at least, like you said. Cool. And then uh, obviously, as tradition on the Waterboy, nope, the Hoopologist podcast, that's going to be a minute. Sorry, guys. The Hoopologist podcast. Um, we're going to pick our finals two teams in the one in the East, one in the West, and our finals winner. Kays, who do you have making the finals and who do you have winning the thing? Uh, I'm going to go Warriors and Bucks. And, and the winners. Warriors and six. I like it. Shaban, what are you thinking? 
I'm gonna go Suns and Bucks rematch. Okay. And I'm gonna and this time I'm gonna say uh Suns and Seven. Okay. And Shabon. I mean Shabon. Asad. Uh I'm I'm 100 percent agree with Shabon. I think it's gonna be a Bucks Suns rematch and Suns, I pick Suns and Seven as well. And, and and unfortunately, listener, we're going pretty much wash here. I'm going Bucks and Suns as well. But I'm going Bucks and I'm going Bucks and Seven because I can't pick against Giannis. The Suns should win. I'm picking Giannis. That's all. That's really all it is here. Um, listener, thank you for listening to the first episode of the Hoopologist podcast. And until next week, enjoy basketball. Be good. Wear a mask. I'm sick. See ya. <laughs> Same. Later. Bye. Peace.